Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Jack. Mental note, don't forget that TV tray. Gabe as Roy. Mental note, hide the TV tray better. And Matt as Rocky. Mental note, fix the thing where I keep hearing everyone else's mental notes. Too many mental notes. That's my Facebook notifications. How does he get cell reception out here? All right, welcome back, players. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, you do? How do you do? Do? You do good? Good, I got a little bit of a sore throat, so I'm doing some tea with lemon. Too much screaming at the sky in your backyard? This guy. Well, listeners, a couple things for you. If you're watching on the Twitch channel, you'll notice there is a live stream tip jar. You can go to ko-fi.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. If you want to drop a couple coins in the bucket and we'll buy beer or, you know, booberry if you're gay. No, we won't. No, we won't be doing that. He'll buy it and then he'll pour it out in the parking lot. <laughs> Pouring one out for the homies. Keep in mind, for every dollar you pop in there, Gabe's going to eat a bowl of booberry. I will literally quit this podcast if we use the funds to support Big Booberry. I get my uh, booberry from independent, you know, mom and pop farms. It has that artisanal booberry flavor. Other folks have been uh, tossing in a buck or two or whatever for natural ones and natural hundreds, fumbles, that sort of thing. Listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond at lovecrafttapes.com. And we do have uh, some new fresh letters to read. Tony Sladen says, Listened to Case 8 Tape 2, New Friends. Wowza, I literally have never laughed as hard as I did during Roy's family time before development. I mean, I truly feel like Roy is my spirit animal. This guy, what a role model. Guys, as usual, good stuff. I wonder where this Lily thing is going. Wait, I'm sorry, I mean Rose. So I've been told, like, teachers have reached out to me asking me if they can use me as, like, a good example for their students. And the answer is still no. Yeah, no. I don't want to help the next generation. (laughs) Tony, you're going to have to wait a little bit to find out what happened to Lily Rose. If you caught up to this section, you you know exactly what's happening. We don't know exactly what's happening. (laughs) All right, moving on. Mark PB says, fantastic five stars. I love the mix of humor and horror. Found Roy annoying at first, but he grows on you like a fungus. Episodes are well thought out and masterfully told. Wish I had a group like this. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to many more episodes. I think it's pronounced fun guy. You're just a hater. I don't need. I don't need all these haters in my life. Everybody loves him. Ah, get out of here. <laughs> Eventually, Roy will grow on you. Don't worry about it. I literally, will physically grow onto you. <laughs> you can hate the player, and you can hate the game. Sheldon Warner says, having caught up with the podcast thus far and loved it all, I have found that watching the unedited version here on YouTube is just as fantastic in a completely different way. It's like watching Lord of the Rings with all the outtakes. As someone who loves running games for my groups. I really enjoy watching the story unfold and seeing the players deal with the challenges of the problem as the game master deals with the challenges of players missing clues or overanalyzing things. Something I took away from your series was the way you make something as mundane as an elevator or a phone call or a bike ride into a creepy moment just by using a dramatic pause or the not-quite-right response of an NPC. Well done, all of you, for creating a great story together. 
Look, I don't know what he's talking about. We have never missed any clues that you've put out for us, Jeremy. Nope. Not once. We solve everything. 100% success rate. Don't tell Jeremy that you like the live recordings because he's anti-live recordings. I've changed my tune a little bit, so obviously we are back to the live recordings and broadcasts. It's only because you had chili. That's why you changed your tune. Chili's Baby Back Ribs. Sponsor us, Chili's. Sponsor us, Baby Back Ribs. This show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on Patreon.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you to Atulia, the Demir Lobotomist, Jordy Rose, Barry Robison, Kyle K. Walker, Kyle Sherman, Dakota Smith, Michael Schuler, Chris Parker, Amanda Power, Elizabeth Grieve, Jefferson Bell, Brittany Davis, Olda Polkert, Brownie Davis, Frank Delventhal, Liz Moonberry, Dom Driver, Phil Dickinson, Stephen Gregory, Lobster Johnson, Daniel Hissey, Jeremy Griffith, Robert Jameson, Ryan Perry, John May, Mal, Daniel Caprone, David Winterman, Shosuro Ajo, Quizik, Woodover Mayan, Mitch L, Eric Zane, Marty Dixon, Davinia Von Zarevich, Malambra 57, Snow, Eric Phillips, Yog, Boston Harbor Horror, Nathan Crow, Eric Setterberg, Gregory Schmucker, Hoser underscore 21, Holden Omans, Phil Campbell, Alexandra Kroska, Jeffrey Young, Bifford, Tian Tai, John Kono Pasek, Nicholas Hutto, John M. Ray, Andrew Petty, AJ Ake, Ineptus Astartus, Justin Levesque, Rolling Box Cars, Manic B Media, A.E. Jonesy, Grave Jones, and Batran. And that is it. So thank you guys. Appreciate all that support. Whoop, whoop. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Herbert West here to tell you about our latest experiment, er, I mean, consumer product. After vigorous testing and certification by the Food and Drug Administration of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, HW Industries is proud to inject something new into the mass market. Bone worms. It's the new candy hype hitting school playgrounds, vending machines, and theater concession stands. Oh, I know what you're thinking. But Herbert, we already have gummy worms. I know that, you simpering fool. Um, I mean, of course you do. Everyone knows about gummy worms. They're yesterday's news. We dare to ask the question, why suck on a weak, spineless inch of gelatin when you can crunch on a calcium-fortified foot-long monstrosity of sugar-coated goodness instead? Each bone worm comes sheathed in a see-through package so you can gaze upon its impressive length nearly 31 centimeters of mottled purple-red magnificence. Tempting, right? Careful now. It's a heavy treat, so you'll need to use two hands while you taste it. Mmm. That first mouthful will have you hooked. Have I mentioned the soft, creamy center? Be sure to have some Kleenex at the ready, just in case you get some on your chin. And the best part? The big finish. Once you've polished off your very own bone worm, Simply return the discarded wrapper to our headquarters within 24 hours for a free gift. We will hand-deliver a freshly laid, er, made, carton of our newest product, bone eggs. Please keep in mind, these will need to be ingested immediately for the full effect. Consuming none or fewer than the total dose may result in unintended side effects and or death. Scared to try the latest craze? There's no need to balk, you big chicken. Order now. Remember, kids, 
If it's not West, it's not the best. And we're back. No habla inglés, señor. I thought that the presenter was very shady. Yeah, I don't know if I'd trust that guy. Too much shady, not enough slim. Honestly, that Proctander service is so delicious I could eat the whole thing in one sitting. I know the package says you shouldn't, but who's really going to know? Mmm, that's some good Proctander service. Oh. Oh, shit. I'm a rat again, aren't I? Damn it, this happens every time. Now I gotta go sleep it off until I change back. I swear, they should make the terms and conditions in larger print. If you need me, I'll just be over here in this garbage can. Whoa there, Master Splinter. Slow down. Now, dear investigators, we continue. Case 11, Haunted Hearts. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Our quintet of Delta Green investigators continues their inspection of the Pomance, following a ghostly whisper and very real footprints to a beckoning doorway. While Rocky, Jack, and Ricky stalk the trail inside the house, Roy and Danny catch a boober across the river to bring back food to the gang, but not before downing a few drinks and confiding in one another. On the way back, they discover something odd amidst the dead grove of trees, even while strange occurrences begin to surface inside the mansion as well. Roy, Danny looks at you with wide eyes. Do you see that? Before you can answer, she's already dashing toward the twisted branch made of metal, leaping through the prickly bushes and brambles, quickly becoming just another shadow, flitting between other dark shapes silhouetted by the newly risen moonlight. I'll acknowledge what she said, but not respond in time and run after her. So the two of you bound through the brambles and pricker bushes. There is a bit of a, uh, what you would identify as a scent in the air. It's not quite compost, but it has similar characteristics. It smells a little bit like rotting fruit. And you should have paid attention to those one-star Yelp reviews of that pizza place. Why don't you give me a listen roll? I need a 37. I got a 32. That's a success. As you approach her, you hear something fall 100 feet away. Uh, You see these twisted branches of dead and decaying apple trees. All you hear is like something go thump in a crinkle of leaves. And that's it. Silence. I'll start heading in that direction, though, sort of cautiously, pressing my foot around in front of me before I take a step. Gotcha. Why don't you go ahead and uh, give me a spot hidden, please? I need a 75. I got an 83. You pass by Danny, and she looks up at you with curiosity. Right, right. Where are you going? You didn't hear a thump. No, I'm sorry. I was, uh... What, what is it? Is there someone here? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to see. But what did you find? Well, check this out. And she pulls back some of the brush, and you see there is a bicycle partially buried in the uh, in the brambles. Why don't you give me a natural world? I need a 66. I got an 80. What you notice is that the bike looks like it maybe had been like tucked inside these brambles, like hidden on purpose. It is a young girl's bike with pink and white tassels hanging from one of the grips. Dig it out from under the brambles and like see if there's any damage done to it. And like any major damage that wouldn't just be normal wear. It looks like a pretty well-worn bike, but in pretty good condition. Uh, you do see some scratches on the body a little bit just from the brambles. But that's that's kind of all you see. What do you think, Roy? I think this could have been in here for a long time. Who does it belong to? 
I don't know, but we're looking at some missing girls, so maybe it was dumb of me to say that it was here for a long time. It doesn't look that old. I mean, it's uh, maybe a year-old model. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but then I said that dumb thing. Well, we can we can look past that. It's no big deal. You said you heard something? Yeah, I definitely heard something deeper in the woods. Uh, should we check it out, or...? I'll take out my flashlight and sort of shine it in the direction that I heard things from. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden. I need a 75. I got a 16. That's hard. You're panning with your flashlight, and you see you can quite clearly see now that these are apple trees that are twisted and maybe even mutated in some fashion they look very unnatural to you as you're panning across you see another sort of shriveled apple just fall from one of the branches and hit the ground with a thump uh i'll go over and pick the apple up and pocket it to bring back to the house danny will accompany you over to like basically kind of clutching at you and she appears to be a little wobbly probably because of the booze uh she's probably holding on slightly too tight to your Sleeve catching a few of your hairs. Ow! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I get I get so nervous sometimes. I mean, it's okay. I you can't be hungry. What, are you gonna eat the apple? No, but look at it. Doesn't it look weird? Like something's wrong with it? And you pick it up, and and certainly there is. It's a, it has a shriveled quality, and there are these little holes, almost like wormholes. I'm bringing this to see if somebody might know something more about it. So you pocket the apple and she looks at you questioningly, but shrugs. And then you guys both head back to the pathway to recover the pizzas. Jack, as you witness this piece of paper seesaw through the air and land on the pantry floor, a chill goes up your spine as you hear Ricky scream a few rooms away. I quickly grab the paper and run towards the scream, leaving the pantry. All right. Are you going to look at the paper at all? Nope. I'm going to run to help. Rocky, as you witness the utility sink turn on by itself, discharging gray water into the drain, a chill goes up your spine as you hear Ricky scream a couple rooms away. I'm going to check to see if my flashlight is flickering, because if it is, it means the ghost is hunting and I need to find a closet to hide in. Your flashlight's fine. Okay, cool. So it's not a hunt. So I'm going to kind of curiously stare at the sink for a split second before I draw my gun and flashlight and start running towards where I heard the scream come from. So you go through the door into the dining room and you see the door open slightly to the uh, room northward. I'm going to uh, walk up to the door. I'm going to ready my gun, and then I'm just going to rear back and kick the door open and, like, into the room as fast as I can. Doing a tactical entry here. Dirt-smeared, opaque windows once offered a view of the impressive apple orchard nearby. Each pane of glass has been designed to open and allow in the fresh air blowing off the river. However, the hinges are rusted shut from so many years of neglect and lack of use. Withered philodendron leaves hang from suspended planters, looking like the gray, lifeless tresses on severed heads. A small platform can be accessed via a door in the east wall, presumably where residents would go outdoors to pick apples or tend the nearby garden area. And you see... Ricky standing to the north set of windows, and she's looking up at you as you blast into the door. She has a look of shame on her face, and in her left hand, you see this desiccated apple. And she says, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, it's it's nothing. It just it fell out of one of the planters and scared the shit out of me. I'm, I'm really sorry. 
Well, as long as it's nothing more than an old apple. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just, I mean, it's just an apple. Why don't you give me a psychology rule? I needed an 80 and I rolled a 7. That's an extreme psychologizing. She uh, walks over and, and sort of reaches out and offers the apple for your inspection. I'm going to take it out of her hand and I'm going to pretend to look at look around the apple and I'm going to just kind of look past it and keep an eye on her while I'm examining this just to see what she's doing. Well, you, you notice that her face is slightly flush. You can tell that she is pretty embarrassed that she yelled out loud. And at this moment, Jack comes rushing in behind you. Her face sort of flushes even further, even deeper red. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I'm usually a lot more professional than this, but just for the briefest second when it fell out of the planter, it, it rolled at my feet and I, I thought it was a head. So you're okay? I'm fine. I'm, I'm so sorry. Don't worry about it. That's all that matters. Well, why we're all here... I hand uh, a piece of paper to Rocky. This just came out of the sky in the pantry. I'll trade you. I want to take the apple out of his hand as I hand him the paper. And of course, you recognize the handwriting immediately, Rocky. This is another piece of the journal. Well, good work there, Jack. Seems that we now have page two to our Eldritch Poe novel we've been hunting for. Imagine having spent a decade collating material to illuminate the deeds of your ancestors, only to find them hideous beyond measure, abhorrent to all manner of decency. I am disgusted and ashamed of the Poe clan. They perpetrated crimes not only against Providence, but against humanity as well. Black arts, relics of forgotten gods, sacrifices. Human sacrifices. My book is doomed. All dreams of a literary triumph dashed upon the sun-bleached rocks at the bottom of a cliff. Oh, God. If these indecencies were ever brought to light, I'm quite sure this mansion would be razed to the ground. And who would blame them? I have half a mind to do it myself and flee to Europe, but no. Despite what sins my predecessors may have committed, at least my parents corrected course and brought me up to respect, honor, and cherish our better natures. Perhaps, in time, their efforts will have erased the ancient evil. And this is dated 17 September 1973. So it looks like our second journal here is about a ten-year gap from our first page. I guess we should look for more. So journal pages are a priority as we scout this house. Um, say, Ricky, you might know this better than I do, but we don't happen to have any additional Delta Green files on this place or this family that we haven't already seen, have we? I know he directly mentioned terrible things that his family did, and I know the agency likes to keep track of those things. We don't have anything like that on file. Um, we knew that there was rumors in the area, but we've, we don't have any kind of concrete data to support those. Well, I'm going to wave the paper. Consider your rumors confirmed. I'm going to hand it to her. Looking at this, uh, yeah, I would say we need to find more of the journal, but he did mention in that first scrap too that there was a, a family archive, so we probably should keep an eyeball out for that. Well, we haven't finished clearing the first floor yet, and now that we know there's nothing but uh, rotten apples out here, shall we continue back into the kitchen? Yeah, I'm going to go back and double check the pantry for any more pages. And uh, why don't each of you give me a spot hidden? I need a 77, I rolled an 81, that's a fail. Uh, I need a 60, I rolled a 66, that is also a fail. So uh, Ricky seems all too eager to move along 
along to the kitchen or wherever you want to go next. Jack, why don't you show us where that um, paper fell out of the sky? I take off in a complete full run. And as we cross through the, the serving pantry, I want to take another look at the sink. The water is no longer running. What did you see? Right as you claim that paper fell out of the sky, around the same moment here that Ricky was spooked by our resident apple, the sink turned on on its own. I was not near it, but I'm more inclined to say that in older houses with older plumbing, it's very possible that the stop that holds the tap shut can just kind of wear down and the pressure from time to time can open it on its own. Pressure builds up, releases, and slows back down. And Jack, as you were running from the pantry to the sun parlor, you don't seem to recall seeing it running as you went by. I'm going to step up to the sink and just try the faucet a couple times, just wiggle it. Shake it. It seems that the uh, spigot is rusted shut. You can't move it. Everything appears to be just rusted in place. Bring me my extra large can of WD-40. I'm going to put my hand up underneath this spout and then pull my hand away and see if it's wet. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, that's probably what happened. The well is probably surging and probably just caught it at the exact right time. All right, so on that note, I'm just going to roll my eyes and walk through into the kitchen towards the pantry, looking up as I go to see if any more papers are falling. Cool, so you're back in the kitchen. You guys coming? Uh, You take Ricky to the pantry. I'm going to do a quick scout, and I'm just going to walk around the counters and open up cupboards and cabinets and see what's left. Uh, Roll D100, please. 34. An entire library falls on your head. It's like the Matrix scene where just shelves and shelves of books just out of nowhere. So Jack is taking Ricky into the pantry to kind of take a look in there. And Rocky is um, uh, looking through the kitchen. Uh, So we're going to cut back to Roy and uh, Danny real quick. And you guys are now approaching the back of the house. As a matter of fact, you see some shadowy shapes through those windows, Roy. I'll shine my flashlight through there immediately. You see uh, what looks like maybe some dead plants hanging in the windows on the inside. No people. Just heads. I'll throw a Molotov cocktail through the window. Roy, what are you doing? Uh, I saw people. I think you've had one too many, too. Huh? I'm feeling a little queasy. How about you? I could go for another drink. Maybe one more slice of pizza just to tamp it down. Yeah, I'll grab another slice. I'll take it out of the middle. I'll cut out a big slice out of the middle. Hey, look. Is that a door right there? I mean, it's a house, so probably. Should we sneak in there? Yeah, let's do it. You go up to the platform, open up the door. It appears to be locked. No screen door, which is a damn shame. Kick it at where the locking mechanism is on the door. Give me a strength. I need a 50. I got a four. That's extreme. Boom! The door flies open with a clatter and a bang, and you see like a piece of the uh, door frame kind of spin off, and like a piece of big chunk of wood, so now it can't be latched, but it's wide open. Jack and Rocky each give me a listen roll, please. I needed a 35, I rolled a 31. That's a success. I need a 37, I rolled an 83. Right? Danny's kind of looking at you like trying to suppress giggles. Shh! We're sneaking! (laughs) I'm sure Delta Green will pick up the tab for this. It's fine. (laughs) Alright, tiptoes from here on out. Danny, if if they didn't hear that, they're not going to hear us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh God, look at these plants. They're all they're all dead. Oh God, that one over there looks like a is that a face? Someone needs to water this. If only there was a sink nearby that ran by itself. Should we head back to the the front room and uh, see if they're there? Yeah, let's go. Lo- let's go have a little look see. All right. So she uh, departs the sun parlor through that door. Danny. 
Yeah. Why didn't we go in through the front door? I don't know if that was a shortcut. I'm sorry. All right. I just wanted to make sure because I didn't know either. It's not like we're going to you know, scare any, any ghosts or anything. Wait, ghosts? Nobody said anything about ghosts until now. No, that's that's what I do. That's that's my thing. Oh yeah, wait, you did say you did say things about ghosts. But like you didn't say anything about ghosts here. Yeah, this this supposedly haunted. Good 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 good. But we won't know until we start answering the questions, but we're not gonna use the doll. Spirits. They're they think they're being sneaky, but it's it's drunk sneaky, so they're actually hitting everything and bumping into walls and laughing at each other and constantly. Talking loudly. And talking very loudly about how sneaky they're being the whole way. <laughs> Danny, Danny. What? What? We're sneaking. We gotta sneak. Shh, we're sneaky. Just see me lean over through the door and watch them from the other side of the pantry. I shake my head and go back to looking at cupboards. I just saw a shadow. Kill it, run! Oh, oh, oh. Unload a clip into the wall. The pizza goes sprawling. Not the pizza. <laughs> I can pick it up. Don't worry. We'll put it back in the box. It's okay. They'll never know. It's a little dusty. It's just crust at this point. Five second rule. Good thing we already had ours. I'll blow on it. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. Hey, Jack, don't eat the pizza. They dropped it. Who said that? Who's that? Is it a ghost? I think you were right. I gotta go get my tricorder. I mean, my EVP recorder. Go go get it. I'll guard here. Danny makes her way clumsily towards the vestibule where all the stuff is, all the equipment is. And uh, we'll say Roy is keeping watch out. And I'm giving myself a pep talk while I do it. <laughs> Give me a spot hidden, bro. I need a 75. I got a 62. So you notice some tracks in the dust that kind of are all over the living room. They go to the uh, uh, the window seat over to the uh, west, and then they track back towards the fireplace. And then there's like a little door just to the uh, south of the fireplace where you see at least one set of tracks. While like attempting to justify that I'm staying in the same place, guarding, creep over and look at where the tracks can go. Maybe stick my head in to see if I can see the continued lead. Why don't you give me a D100, please? Because I don't want to see a ghost. I got a 40. Looks like a little bit of a closet there with some TV trays in them. Ah! Oh, I mean, ah! Oh, the TV tray. The, the, it's, it's the TV trays. <laughs> They're really nice, too. They're, like, sort of really old school. They got the tin type. Probably, like, a little rodeo scene on one of them. I'll drag some of them out, and I'll set the pizza up on them. You say you'll do that, and we'll uh, go ahead and cut back real quick to Rocky and uh, Ricky and Jack. And uh, pretty much you guys come up empty. So nothing in the pantry? Nope, nothing more. Right before we leave, I'm going to shine the flashlight straight up and just slowly look up to see if there's a hole from the upstairs dropping papers. Nothing that leaps out at you, honestly. I'm going to slowly lift off the ground and follow the scent of pizza through all the rooms, (laughs) letting my nose lead me. You smell the pungent scent of pineapple. Ew. Gross. Disgusting. Absolutely terrible. That's why I didn't eat that one. All three of you smell some pizza. Smells like the other two finally made it back with food. And your stomach grumbles. (laughs) That's the sound I make as I run through the house. I'm going to just start walking back towards uh, the vestibule where all the equipment is. Awesome. So, yeah, you spot Roy setting up in the living room on some beautiful TV trays. Oh, those are some nice TV trays, Roy. Where did you happen upon them? How did you find me in here? Uh, Well, you are quite noisy, and it smells like pizza. It wasn't that hard. It also smells like booze. Have you been drinking? 
that's me, guys. I just, you know, we had a drink. We had a drink, right? We had one drink, right, right? Just one. By the smell of your breath, I'd say you had more than one. <sighs> oh, it smells like pizza. In teen spirit. What have I told you about getting drunk when we're trying to investigate things, Roy? You know it never ends well for you. Yeah, well, what have I told you about things? It's their bad. Shut up. <laughs> What kind of pizza did you get? I go over and open up the pizza box. We got a couple. We got two pizzas, but like one got stolen. Uh, looks like a little bit of each are missing here. Did you guys get hungry? No, like I said. Thanks for saving me the crust. We got mugged. Danny starts giggling. You got mug root beer? Don't, not sponsored. Okay, I'm going to just pick up a piece of pizza and walk back into the main foyer area i'm gonna grab uh, a slice or two and i'm gonna start walking back towards the kitchen because i noticed there was a door that we hadn't had a chance to peek through last time we were in there and uh ricky and danny talked to each other and did they say anything about me why don't you give me a listen well and i had a 37 i got a 44 they're keeping their voices kind of low but you get the impression that maybe ricky's not super happy with danny's behavior right now well, she just thinks she's so much better than everybody. After just like a moment of that, uh, Ricky whirls around kind of angrily and stalks off after Rocky. And Danny wanders back towards the staircase hall, towards where Jack's finishing up his slice of pizza. And I'm left all alone. You are all alone? Let's go ahead and do Jack and Danny real quick. So she comes up, and you can smell the alcohol that's coming off her. It smells like rum and a little bit of beer. A little bit of hot sick. She walks up almost oblivious to you, looking down at this piece of machinery in her hand, and she looks up. And, Do you know what this is? How much did you drink? I just two, well, two. I said one before, but it's really two. Bottles? No, two drinks, silly. Are you going to be okay for tonight? I'm fine. I'm fine. How, how's that pizza? <laughs> It tasted a little bit like rum. Someone must, yeah, someone must have blew on it, I guess. What do you got there? This is my EVP recorder. You don't have to spell it. We're smart here. Electronic voice phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Very hush, hush. So what I do is I turn it on and I ask the spirit questions and then it gets recorded on here and we play it back later. If I didn't hear it in real life, I can hear it on the recording. Ah. Uh, you want to try it, Jack? Yeah, let's try it. What do we do? Okay. Uh, well, first we got to pick some place. Let's go over here in the dark where we'd never been. We could do that, or we could do like where that we heard that that noise. Oh yeah, let's do that. Okay. Follow her, but be a couple feet behind. Basically, I'm gonna judge to see how drunk she is. That sounds like a psychology. I needed a ten. I rolled a three, which is a hard success. You can tell that she is very drunk. She's probably a lightweight. She seems to be very intent on this particular activity. She seems very proud of the EVP recorder. All right, so I'm going to follow her to the destination. I'm just going to open this door, and she opens the door to the closet. She turns on the piece of technology and sets it on the floor, and then motions for you to join her cross-legged, sitting in front of the floor, looking directly into the closet. I do. Okay, now we got to think about what we want to ask it. So, Roy, you see Ricky chasing after Rocky. At the same time, you see Jack and Danny heading into the uh, West Lobby and sitting on the floor. I'll sort of, like, come and, like, leer over their shoulders and get, like, way too close. Be like, this is, what are you doing? 
hot rum breath. <laughs> Roy, sit down if you if you want to participate. We have to be very still. We have to make sure there's no other outside noises that can interrupt and interfere with uh, the spirits. We're going to ask you questions. It's exciting. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll have a sit down. So we'll have you guys all sit there. And we'll pick up with uh, Rocky in the kitchen. And Ricky catches up to you very quickly. Again, she seems not skittish, but just sort of doesn't really want to be alone right now. And she looks a little pissed. Mm, Always so much fun being the responsible one in the relationship, isn't it? Oh, tell me about it. She knows better than to go off drinking on a mission like this. And... uh... But she's been having a rough time of it. Yeah, well, you'd not believe the number of times I've had to get Roy out of his own sticky situations. Oh, um, TMI? No, not like that. I mean, there's been times where he's literally shot the phone out of a bartender's hand because he didn't want him calling the police. Are you joking? No, he instead of just, you know, leaving the bar, he shot the phone out of his hand. Could have killed the guy. He seems to be kind of a wild card, but I didn't think he was that wild. He's not the most responsible. I suppose you're the responsible brother. As I try to be, yes. Yeah, it's a it's a burden. Yeah. For what it is, as wild as he can be, I do have to admit, and I'm only saying this to you because he can't hear me, that he does sometimes have his way with things, that he does every now and then have his moments. I just hope we can focus a little bit here. I just want her to calm down, and they're going to be doing some EVP stuff, I guess. That's what she wanted to do, so I let her do that. As the responsible one, wouldn't you agree that we should scout the rest of the house first? Uh, Yes, that's why I was heading through this door here, and I'm going to step through through this opening here and see what's in the room. It wasn't considered appropriate for the staff to mix with guests or residents, so servants would eat in this smaller, modestly appointed dining room. The wobbly table is kept propped up by a brick under one uneven leg, and the oak top is carved with indistinct letters worn down by history. Instead of chairs, several stools without padding sit around it. The lone cupboard contains battered wooden bowls and platters, along with the mismatched sets of rusty cutlery. A door to the southwest leads down a short hall containing the lift, a back staircase heading upstairs, a small toilet, and a small outdoor patio where one might sneak a quick smoke. A door in the west wall opens to the rear entrance where deliveries were received on a regular basis where the washing took place. This is also where the main access panel for the mansion's electricity is located. To the southeast is a strange iron door with no oak exposed hinges or even a handle. And why don't you roll D-100, please? Twelve. Okay. Well, this, uh, if I had to take an educated guess, would be the living quarters for the servants. Very cozy. Gonna go over and examine the um the top of the table to see if I can't tell what was carved into it. There's a lot of numbers, so you could tell like maybe it's like card game someone was keeping score and they pressed a little too hard on the table. And you you do find like a few things like HJ, heart, QL. Examine that metal door a little closer. It's completely featureless. Oh, this is a rather unusual door, if I don't say so myself. Oh, yeah, this is really odd. No handle, no hinges, so either it doesn't swing, or maybe it the hardware is just all on the other side. But the question is, where is the other side, and what's behind this that they felt it necessary to put in an unopenable door? Press your ear to it. All right. She leans in and gives it one knock with her fist and you can hear a hollow metallic ring on the other side sort of dwindle so there is space on the other side 
Well, there's definitely something behind here. It's not just a solid piece of iron in the wall. Well, I don't see anything. There's no trigger. Why don't we take a moment to scout this room a little closer? That page in that diary did say that this family was fond of their secrets, so maybe there's a switch or a lever somewhere out of sight that we can use to open this thing. A candelabra! Why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden, please? I needed a 60, I rolled an 86. That's a no-no. All right, we'll leave you guys there looking around, and we'll go back to the threesome. In the West Lobby, staring at this empty, dark closet, what what should we ask it? Is there anybody here with us? At this stage, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a handout. Oh, handout. So this is a list of all of the items for the ghost hunting methods that they have at their disposal, and which skills are required or can help with detection. Currently, you guys are using the EVP recorder. Basically, you need to role play whether you're charming, persuading, or intimidating. And that's what you'll roll in order to determine if there is any kind of response. Since there's three of us, we could each take one. So Jack asks, decide which of those skills you want to use, and then role play that. Um, I think I'm going to go with persuade. And just frame that question as if you're trying to persuade it. Is there anybody here with us? You can talk to us. It's safe. Go ahead and roll Persuade. I needed a 40. I rolled an 83. Well, you know, ghosts, I know that ghosts are usually pretty shy, but a ghost like you, it'd be such an honor for you to talk to us because, I mean, this place, this is beautiful. We're all here just waiting with bated breath for you to reveal yourself to us. You know, it's all about you, girl. So come out. So why don't you just uh, reveal us here and... If there's any ghosts, tell us what happened to you. Going with the late-night talk show host approach. Go ahead and turn away. I need a 58, I got a 24. So you see the EVP recorder, the lights flash, flicker, as if it's picking up something that you don't hear. Oh, God, I think it's working, it's working, bro. You got the touch, you got the touch. You're a natural-born ghost hunter. Ghosts. Wait, I didn't know there was ghosts. Did I forget to mention there's ghosts? Front row, Raggy. I don't remember. I, my head kind of hurts. I don't know why. Well, let me try. Let me try. Hi, it's me, Danny. I'm here with these lovely boys, and we're not here to hurt you or anything. We're just kind of like hanging out a little bit. We Have you seen any little girls come through here? We're looking for little girls. And the light flickers a little bit. And you can see Danny like clutching her hands and rubbing them back and forth and a little nervously, almost like absentmindedly. Well, we're, we're going to leave you now. We'll talk to you later or some of your friends. And she reaches in and grabs the EVP recorder and turns it off. All right, all right guys, um, I, I, gotta, I have to run this through the processor on my laptop. Why, why don't you go catch up with the other guys and, and maybe check out some things while I do that? Roy, why did you eat half the good pizza? Because... Why did we get a bad pizza? Don't blame me. Blame them. I only wanted to get a good pizza. I love the ham and pineapple, and you ate half of it. That's not the one I ate half of. Ha, so you did eat half of it. I never denied that. I only denied that, like, earlier. I can't keep track of my lies, Jack. You know that. Well, you seem a lot better off than uh, Danny does. You know, it's because she's all sad because she lost the drinking competition to me. Roy, you can't have a drinking competition every time you go to a bar. Why Why not? Where does it say that? Show me the rule. Your liver's going to burst. It hasn't yet. Look, pull your shirt up a little. You can see it pulsing right now. Jack, I was built different. Oh, trust me, I know. What do you think of all this ghost stuff? I know we've seen a lot of, a lot of crazy things, but what do you think? 
you know what? I've decided that I feel like it'd be good for me to take a wild stance that even though ghouls and zombies can exist, I don't believe in ghosts. You think once we're gone, we're gone? No, I think there's something to this ghost stuff. I just, it's hard to get answers out of them. But if there's one thing I learned from the FBI is you can make anyone talk. Or the CIA, or the whatever. That was so many years ago. Gonna break some ghost legs. Hey, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go uh, use the bathroom and check on Danny. Okay, you do that. You good here? Yeah, I'll just sit here. Yeah, grab my flashlight. Head uh, back up. I'm assuming Danny's out here by the bags and everything. Just walk past her. You okay? You getting what you need? Yeah, yeah. I just need a few minutes to process this. I'll get back with you when I'm. Sounds good. I'm gonna step outside for a minute. Okay. All right, so I'm just going to step to the side of the house here and use the facilities. Take a leak. I'll sort of go and see if I can't find Ricky and Rocky. Let's go back to Rocky and Ricky. Well, I'm coming up empty in the secret switch department. How about you? I can't find anything. Hey, wait a minute. Do you do you remember seeing that before? And she points at the table. I'm going to turn around and look at what's on the table with my flashlight. There's a deck of cards sitting right in the middle of the table. Um, I certainly did not put those there. Uh, me either? I'm going to go and I'm going to sit on one of the stools in front of the deck of cards and go to like grab them just to see if, if it's like a regular deck of cards or if there's something weird with it. And they appear to be a normal deck of cards, 52 cards. The jokers and, and uh, blank cards placeholders are missing, but uh, they are very well worn. They appear to be quite old. Who wants to play 52 card pickup? <laughs> Ricky sits right next to you looking at you as you handle these. What kind of games do you suppose the servants played with these cards back in the day? Maybe, I don't know, bridge or... I mean, it's obvious that they did something. If you look on the table, you can see that there are little indentations, I'm assuming, are from possibly keeping score for some sort of game. Yeah, it could be any kind of trick-taking game. I'm going to shuffle the deck a few times, put it back in the center of the table. Well, if you want to play, I'm here. I'm just going to wait and see if anything happens to the cards. Ricky looks at you as you say this with an, uh, an approving look. She seems pretty impressed that you're actually using proper ghost hunting technique. And you wait for a few moments and you hear a scraping sound coming from the direction of the kitchen. Look over at Ricky and we'll put my finger over my mouth to kind of give her the shush. And then I'm going to very slowly pull my gun out and point the flashlight kind of down at the ground and start slowly stalking back towards the kitchen. And as you stand up from the stool and begin making your way down the hall towards the kitchen, the door opens and Roy is standing in there, wavering slightly. Hey there. Jesus Christ, man, what are you doing? I was looking for you. Well, you found us. Welcome to the servants' dining room, I guess. Yeah, that's what it's like to be a good detective. I find things. Tell you what, I have a very special mission for you, Roy. Are you, re are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm going to grab him by the shoulders and walk him over to the metal door and point him at it. I need you to open this door. Can you do that for me? I'll tug at the door. There's no handle. I'll kick at the door. Clang. Hold on. I'm sure I can get this done. I'll put the titanium spork into the hinges. There's no hinges. Rocky, this isn't a door. Is there, like, a little gap? 
Uh, not that you can tell, it's very tight to the frame. Rocky, what is it exactly that makes you think this is a door? Uh, the fact that if you put your ear to it and give it a thump, you can hear there's hollow space behind here. Well, maybe the door's somewhere else. This could just be a wall. Yes, because they would just randomly stick a giant slab of iron in the wall for no reason. I don't think you're using your head. And I'll start pounding on all of the walls next to the iron. I'll leave Rocky, like, while he's in the middle of a sentence. There's definitely something back Where are you going? And I'll go, and I'll try and get behind the washer and dryer, like, pushing them out of the way to see what that wall is like. Uh, just appears to be a normal wall. Okay. So I'll take out long sleeves. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna shoot the wall. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and give me a roll. Firearms handgun? Oh, I failed. But do I spend the luck? I'm gonna spend the luck. Oh, jeez. You're gonna spend nine luck. I'm gonna spend nine luck to make this work. How much luck do you have left at that point? Now I have 22. You shoot the wall, and it bounces off the wall straight at you. You spend the luck to dodge it. The bullet flies over your head into the western wall. And rips up a piece of some masonry work on the wall. And right behind it, a piece of paper seesaws to the ground. And I'll start laughing like can cast away. I'm going to hear the shot and I'm going to come running into the room. Jesus Christ, Roy, what the fuck do you think you're doing in here? Solving the problem and I'll go pick up that piece of paper. What did you find? So Ricky leans into Rocky's ear and whispers, Is this what you meant by a wild card? Yes, unfortunately. Give me that. I'm going to try and grab the paper from him. And I'll dodge him. I needed a 60. I rolled a 24. That's a hard success. All right. I need a 40 out of 74. I failed. To be fair, you're slightly inebriated. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, he snatches it easily out of your hand. Oh, this is also what I mean by a wild card. And I'm going to hold up and show Ricky the piece of paper. Very nice. What is it? What does it say? It said that Rocky is dumb and Roy is always correct. I looked at it. All is lost. They kept it secret. Damn them. Mother. Father. Why? I found photos in the basement and what went on there. The hooded figures. The sigils carved into the dirt and filled with blood. The sexual depravity. I am undone. Never once did I suspect my cherished parents were capable of such atrocity. And for what? This house? I remember reading something in my great-grandfather's journal about an awakening ritual. Had they planned to stir some slumbering elder thing? I must continue digging through the materials. There's a pattern there, I'm sure of it. And that was 21st June 1983, about 10 years after the previous one. All right, so it looks like all three of our pages so far are about a 10-year time gap. This one is from 83. Jack... You're standing outside uh, the terrace, taking a leak, and you're standing out there. It just feels like an October evening. If you do smell this strange, rotting odor wafting off from the direction of the north where you saw those orchards in the distance. I'll recognize that smell as decaying fruit. You know what rotting apple smells like. This is slightly different. It almost smells like a combination of rotted fruit and dead animals. 
like something that has been in the underbrush or the forest for so long that it has this sweet smell, almost as if it doesn't stink anymore. And as you're taking in this scent and finishing up your business, you zip up and look up to see someone staring out at you from the eastern window on the terrace. It's Bear Grylls. He's wondering if you're going to drink that piss or not. A shadow at the window watching you. No distinct facial features. Just something. You can feel this presence. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. I have a feeling that... Poe spent as much of his life as he can locked up in here, keeping whatever is in here contained. And now that he's gone, those safeguards and those precautions that he put in place to keep whatever things or abominations might lurk below it contained are now starting to fall away as well. And we're starting to see like those manifestations. If maybe that's his, his ghost or his spirit giving us the clues, trying to help lead us in the right direction. It's Casper, the friendly ghost. Well, they've been helpful so far. I mean, I don't know about the water or the cards, but the notes definitely have been helpful. I think that, that is some, there's something sinister going on under the door. There's got to be a switch or something somewhere that I'll just start blowing away at things until I find. I'm going to just shoot all the other walls until the switch is revealed. That pizza was cold and, and tasted like spit. I wonder why. But I was so damn hungry, I ate it all. Even the crust that was left in the box from when they ate on the way there. All right, guys, now it's time for some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Please roll D100. So it'll be me, Gabe, Matt, then Brian. So I will start us off tonight with my recommendation is the film Teddy from 2020, directed by Ludwig and Zoran Burkherma. This is a French film. It stars Anthony Bajon. So this young man lives in rural France. He lives in a foster home. He works as a massage therapist. He does have a girlfriend and dreams of having his own home one day with her. But, you know, things aren't going his way. It seems that there's this wolf going around killing sheep. And the farmers are all up in arms. And he decides he's going to go in and, like, check out this wolf. Well, he gets bit. And, as you might suspect, because this is a horror film, he begins to transform into a werewolf. And... It's a little bit of George Romero's Martin and American Werewolf in London because it is a werewolf film that is funny but also sad and it doesn't end up very well for him. It just has this kind of really cool point of view that you don't really see much in French films. Uh, there's a bit of a revenge aspect to it at the end. He sort of gets his comeuppance against the people who are trying to pick on the bullies. In Totem, it's a, it's just a fun werewolf movie if you really dig those films I do. I don't think it injects too much new into the genre, but it's still like good to see it done well. Teddy from 2020, I saw it during the Fantastic Fest this year online. You can actually find it on LMO On Demand. Gabe, you're up next. Uh, my recommendo this week is The Brian and Vinny Show, and more particularly the entirety of Wrestling Observer Radio. What Wrestling Observer is, it's, it's a news site for wrestling. It's something I use to keep track of all the things that I can't watch on a weekly basis because I'm busy and, you know, I just don't have the access to it that I would like to have and hope to one day. But this is something I keep up with the indies and things like that. But what the Brian and Vinny show is, is it's just these two 
for the lack of a better word, dicky guys that just get on every week and they do reviews of all the big shows and they just sit down and make fun of them for as long as they can. And also they do retrospectives on some of like the worst things in history and I just think what they add to it is hilarious. Their reviews, especially if it's something that you didn't get a chance to watch and you want to do like a highlight format, they do a really good job of breaking it down and they'll just crack you up while you're watching it. Like in particular, if you can go back and find their reviews of the Urban Wrestling Federation, the couple shows that they did, I find those hilarious because they just talk the show up as much as they can, even though they basically acknowledge how much of a dog shit show it is. They're two very likable guys. They've been around for a long time. They've been doing it. They know what they're talking about. And I just think it's basically my favorite way of getting highlights of the things I'm not able to watch and I wish I could. So that's the Brian and Vinny show. Thank you, Gabe and Matt. You're up next. We're taking a trip back to Early Access Corner, and I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you pick up a game on Steam called Phasmophobia. Uh, it is a four-player co-op ghost hunting game. For being developed by a single guy, literally a single guy did all of this, is really well done. So the game loop is more or less you get together with anywhere from one to four people. You earn money in investigations, which allows you to buy, you know, different types of equipment. You have EMF meters, you have digital thermometers, you have motion sensors. And the whole game is, is you are dropped into a map, whether that is a house or a high school or an abandoned asylum. And somewhere in that space, there is a ghost that is lurking. And it's up to you and your team to find that ghost, figure out what kind of ghost it is, and get out alive. And as you go, at the start of the round, you get a certain period of free time where the ghost won't... The ghost will kind of stay put. But once that timer runs out is when the real fun starts because... At random points throughout the game, the ghost uh, will get really angry and will go on what's called a haunt, where they will then leave their room and they will stalk around the building in an attempt to kill the investigators. So if you're not paying attention or if you're not quick enough or if you're just unlucky, there's a chance that you'll just be walking around and all of a sudden you'll see these hands reach from behind your head and enclose around you and that's it for you. You're done. And at that point, it's you're a ghost as well, so you just kind of have to hang around and watch your teammates do the investigation because you can't interact with them anymore. But it is super fun. Despite being a fairly simple gameplay loop, it is super addicting. We've been having a whole lot of fun playing it with some of the patrons on our Discord. Uh, I've been told to tell you that it's always a good idea to tell a demon to go fuck itself. It's fun because uh, one of the mechanics is they have... You're supposed to use a microphone in in-game chat because it uses Windows speech recognition. So the ghost is actively listening to you. So you can ask it questions like, who are you? Where are you? Are you angry? And it can actually monitor and respond to you. And certain phrases and words that you can say will make it angry, such as swearing at it. We learned that the hard way. It's a really, really fun game, and I'm really excited to see what this guy does with it. And hopefully he can take all this, the positive press and the popularity and the money he's getting to kind of take this game and make it into something really, really special. So if you want to have some co-op ghost hunting fun, it's Phasmophobia on Steam in early access for $13.99. And Brian, why don't you wrap us up here, buddy? I was a huge fan of uh, Google Play Music, and they uh, officially are switched over to YouTube Music. And I was a little hesitant, but then it did it automatically. So the entire weekend and all day today at work, I used it, and I'm very pleased. Some of the bands that I listen to, they're not overly popular. For instance, I listen to Primus a lot, and... 
I heard two tracks today that I had never heard from Primus, and I count myself as a pretty big fan. So I was I was thoroughly impressed, and a couple live from the concert live songs that I that I hadn't heard live before. So um, so far I'm really digging it. So uh, if you haven't tried it yet, give it a shot. Some people don't like the interface, but I don't I don't mind it. it doesn't bother me at all. Um, YouTube Music just replaced uh, Google Play Music, so give it a give it a listen. All right, guys, that's it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com, a brand new website, by the way, with links to all our hashtag recommendos, which I actually just changed today, and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. And if anybody has any advice on opening a door with no handles, no hinges, no locks, and nothing to grab, uh, hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. Be super helpful. And if anybody wants to just explain to Matt that guns always work, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And if anybody wants to prank me by sending me a Hawaiian pizza, reach out to me at Brian Podcast on Twitter because I hate Hawaiian pizza. Until next time, roll. For pudding. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2020. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com.